Please give me some serotonin I just need some serotonin Could you spare some serotonin? I'm stressed Hello and welcome back to Don't Be Sad uh, Today I'm doing a special It was supposed to be a Pride Month episode But uh, life got away from me uh, And during the month of Pride I wasn't actually able to record this episode So I'm doing it now um, I had some other episodes recorded, but I really wanted to get this one up first. Um, so I've got uh, two other episodes kind of in the bank, uh, that are coming up next, um, which I'm really excited about. Had some great guests on there, but today it's just going to be me. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about some stuff that I've never really talked about, uh, before on the podcast, um, namely, uh, my transition. Um, so if you know me personally... Uh, I do identify as transgender, uh, my pronouns are she, her, um, I identify as female, and back in January, I, uh, January 2020, uh, I was finally able to start my transition. I started on hormone replacement therapy. Um, I came out on October 11th, 2016, so a while ago, almost four years ago, um, so I went I went to a few different therapists, I talked with a lot of people, a lot of different professionals. Um, essentially what I did was I made sure, I, I did a lot of experimenting, I made sure that what I was doing is what I actually wanted to do, I, I was making sure that that's who I actually was. Um, I've had a lot of great support, which I think is why I was able to start sooner than a lot of younger people. Um, I had a lot of great support from my mom. Uh, she has been kind of my rock through my transition, um, so far at least, uh, and I expect for the rest of my transition too. Um, she has really helped me with a lot of stuff, uh, and she's been incredible, so I'm very lucky to have her. I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of queer people don't get great support from their parents, which is really sad, but I'm lucky enough to get that, um. So I came out in 2016, I started my transition uh, almost, almost seven months ago, um, so that's been cool, um, real cool, real cool. Uh, I can talk about that later, but um, what the, the point of this podcast is I wanted to finally address that because I felt, not this podcast, but this episode, um, I wanted to finally address that. Um, I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable, um, and I kind of just want to be more open, especially on the internet. Uh, especially with my listeners. Um, so I, I appreciate you. If you're still listening, <laughs> I appreciate that, it, um, you know, for all the people who have already stopped listening. It's whatever. Um, I figured I would probably lose some, some listeners uh, after uploading this episode, but that's okay. Because that's kind of what this is about. Um, so the biggest thing that I wanted to drive home for this episode uh, was I wanted to answer some questions. Um, I think the transgender community is really misunderstood. There's a lot of speculation that doesn't get answered. There's a lot of stuff that people don't like to talk about. Um, so I guess what I really wanted to do was kind of inform uh, and, and kind of educate. Um, I On my personal social media, um, I did uh, request people to send in some questions about um, being transgender and what the process is like and, and any kind of questions for 
uh, LGBT people in general, so I can kind of clear some stuff up, uh, especially about being transgender. I know that there's a lot of miscon misconception about that. Um, so, unfortunately, only one person sent in an actual question. So, um, instead, I'm just going to be answering some frequently asked questions that I get personally. Um, so, if I guess, you know, this episode might get a little explicit. Um, if you're uncomfortable with like medical talk, uh, that's just a, a trigger warning. Um, if you don't like that kind of stuff, then I don't recommend listening to this episode. Um, I won't be getting like too gory and stuff. Like I won't be explaining the process of bottom surgery or anything. Um, but you know, I'll be talking about a, a, like a tiny bit of surgery. I'll be talking about like the human body and stuff like that, uh, medication. So. If you're not really into that, then uh, you don't have to listen to this one, that's fine. But I am going to be talking a lot of uh, other stuff, too. Um, so I guess the, the first thing, um, the, the one question that I got was, and this was anonymous, so I don't know who sent this in. Um, and that's the thing, real quick, before I keep going, even after this episode, if anybody still has questions, it's perfectly okay to email me or if you have like, my, you know, the don't be sad Twitter, you can tweet me or uh, DM me. Um, I'm not going to judge anybody for asking questions. I'm an open book. I've said this all throughout my time of being out of the closet. Uh, I'm a, an open book. I don't mind talking about anything at all because I value um, knowledge and information and education over an uncomfortable conversation. And I'm definitely not going to judge someone for not knowing something and wanting to know. Um, so if you have questions, if you know me, you can just ask me, um, or you can email me. That'll probably be the easiest way to anonymously ask a question. If you don't feel comfortable asking it up front, you can just email me. Uh, if it's an email that doesn't have your name, I'm obviously not going to recognize it. So if you guys have questions, even after this, uh, then please feel free to email me. I really don't mind at all. Um, so that being said, uh, this anonymous question, uh, reads... I'm bi-curious, but I don't know if I'll ever know if I'm really bi without experience. So, question asker. Uh, this was asked over my Snapchat. Um, I did a uh, anonymous question thing over my Snapchat. So, whoever you are, um, it's that's kind of the the whole idea of bi-curious is is not really knowing um, whether or not you are bi without experience, because usually people label themselves bi-curious if they've had minimal or no experience whatsoever. Um, I am not a, I'm not a huge fan of labels. Um, I think the only reason I give myself labels is because I know that that is what I am, so I go ahead and give myself that label, but I don't um, you don't have to label yourself with bi-curious, uh, or straight, or bi, or whatever. Sexuality is so incredibly fluid. Um, I talked with, with, um, somebody that I'm very close to recently, uh, and they said that, uh, and it's something that I completely agree with, but they said that nobody is 100% straight, nobody's 100% gay, um, it's and that's the same with like bisexuality. Nobody's a hundred percent bi. No one's exactly half men, half women. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you can be, you can like mostly. I don't know. I'm not gonna assume the uh, actual 
preference of uh, this question asker. So like hypothetically, um, I'm not trying to assign this, this question asker uh, a gender or, or a sexual orientation, but I'm just going to use hypotheticals. Um, so if some, if a guy who, who has lived his whole life, uh, identifying as, as heterosexual, so if a guy, like, girls his whole life, and then got through high school and was like, huh, I might be a little bit bi, um, you don't have to, if you want to be bi, you, you, 100% great, but you don't have to, to, to kiss another guy just to, be bi or just to, to even be on the LGBT spectrum whatsoever. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is <laughs> making sense at all because I am talking to myself. Um, so I'm trying to word this the best that I can. Um, what I'm saying is sexuality isn't just uh, one straight line. It's not, don't think of it as like a tightrope that you have to walk down. Think of it as more like uh, a park, kind of, that you can take a lot of different trails. Sexuality is more like a park. Um, you can go left, you can go right, you can go straight, you can back up if you want. Um, it really, it, it's not one thing in specific. Um, I know I'm kind of rambling on and, and repeating myself a little bit, but uh, question asker, uh, if you take anything from, from this uh, uh, little ramble on, if anything, um, just understand that even if you never get your bi experience that you mentioned, uh, that doesn't mean that you have to be straight. Uh, if you're bi curious, if, if you are attracted to the opposite sex or opposite gender as well, um, then that is great. Uh, if you're attracted, then that's great. That can, that, but that doesn't make you, that makes you whatever you want to be. If you're attracted to them, then great. You might not be straight, and that's okay. Um, if you get to have your bi experience, and you decide that it's not really for you, and you decide that you're straight, that's great. Um, life is long, uh, and you're going to experience a lot of different things, so things might change. You might like it now, but not like it later, or vice versa, and that is perfectly okay. Don't try to nail yourself to one specific label for your whole life. Um, if you want to be bi curious, or if, uh, if you want to be bisexual, then go ahead. Um, I hope you get to have your experience, and I hope you can, can figure out um, what you're feeling and all that, and I, I really hope that, I wish you the best and all that, um, uh, and I assume you're one of my friends since you have my Snapchat, so uh, I really do mean that. Um, I hope this helps. I know it was kind of wordy and, and really long, but I hope that helps. Just remember that you are amazing and you don't have to assign yourself to one specific thing. You don't have to live in a box. You can do whatever you want to, be as free as you want to, um, and I really hope that helps. So another thing is, um, another thing I wanted to talk about was that, um, there is some, sorry, I'm saying um a lot because I'm trying to get through my phone. Um, there is a lot of misconception about asexuality. Uh, so asexuality, um, I had one of my, I'm not asexual, so I didn't feel like I could do justice to uh, asexuality, so I had one of my friends who is asexual. I asked uh, her to be on the podcast, but she 
didn't really feel comfortable with that, so that was okay. Um, but I had her uh, jot down some notes for me, so I make sure that I can can inform as much as possible. Um, so I'm going to be reading off a little bit, but uh, hopefully this will help me and you guys. But asexual uh, is just no, uh, really no sexual attraction. Uh, that's the basic uh, black and white definition of asexuality. Um, there, there's a little bit of, um, people think that asexuality is people, like, don't want to be with other people. Um, that can be true, uh, but it's not quite that. It's, it, I think that asexuality varies from person to person, um, especially with, with sex as well as romance, um. A asexuality, asexuals uh, can have romantic attraction, uh, so that can just be a sexless relationship. Uh, and asexuals don't have to date other asexuals. Asexuals can date pan people or lesbians or straight people. It, it's just a, a matter of just like being homosexual is liking the same sex. Asexual is just liking no sex. It's it's just that. It's not not liking people, it's just not liking, usually, it's just not liking the, the act of sex, if that makes sense, and I really hope I'm getting that right. So contrary to popular belief, aces can have sex for pleasure or masturbate. Um, I have talked with some other asexuals too uh, about this, but asexuals will have sex with their partner if they want to. It's not about they're not gonna like throw up, you know, like they might be repulsed, um, or it's just something that they just don't wanna do. Again, that varies from person to person. But a lot of asexual people, if they're in a relationship with somebody who's not asexual, they will have sex with a partner for the other partner, you know, to, to help with the other partner. Just because they don't get anything from it doesn't mean that they don't have to do it. It's, with relationships, there's a lot of sacrifice uh, and compromise, so, you know, if, if if an asexual's partner wants to get down and dirty, then the asexual might also, you know, just to, to please their partner and, and better the relationship. Um, that doesn't make them any less asexual. That just means that they're helping out with their partner, which is great. That's what all partners should do. So I don't have anything else really to say about asexuality, um, but if you're still a little bit confused, go ahead and do some research. Uh, that's always great. Um, but the main thing is asexuality is a big part of uh, the LGBT community. So make sure if you're, I mean, just be inclusive, okay? Just understand that uh, just because it's a little bit different doesn't make it any less important. Um, essentially what asexuality is, is just the desire to not have sex or rather the uh, absence of desire for sex. Um, so yeah, that's asexuality, pretty great. So I guess the next thing I want to talk about uh, is my personal transition uh, and answer some questions that I usually get. Um, so I, I, I already mentioned that I started my transition back in January. I came out in 2016. Um, so I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, so whenever I was a freshman in high school, um, I that's when I got more of an exposure to kind of like... Um, 
the idea of, of transgender and the idea of uh, dysphoria. Um, I, I guess I should start with that. So, so dysphoria is uh, essentially it's the feeling of uneasiness, uh, kind of feeling unsafe. Um, what makes, essentially what makes a transgender person is the gender dysphoria, which gender dysphoria is different from regular dysphoria because it's, it's a feeling of uneasiness uh, in your own body, uh, not feeling very comfortable in your own body. Not because of like weight or anything or like body shape, but because of uh, essentially your genitalia. Um, so I have had gender dysphoria as long as I can remember, um, but I never really knew what it was and it was never really something I talked about like through therapy uh, or any counselors. Uh, but in my freshman year, that's when I kind of got my first exposure to it. Um, and I started to do a lot of research. Even before my freshman year, I was uh, still doing a little bit of research. Um, but back then, there wasn't quite as much. Um, so up until my freshman year, I was having stronger and stronger feelings of gender dysphoria and didn't really know how to deal with them. Uh, and until I finally I realized what it was and I realized that I was transgender, um, I promptly came out to my mom, uh, and then that same day came out kind of publicly on my Instagram page, um, and have been out since as transgender, um, identifying as, as female. Um, so still back in when I came out, it was a little weird at first. Um, I didn't really know what to do, no, nobody else knew what to do, um, to pretty much all of my friends, it was, uh, uncharted territory, um, so I started making a little bit of headway, uh, my mom being very supportive from the start, uh, she helped me find a group here in Dallas, Texas, uh, that I could go to, kind of like a support group. Uh, talk about me with other people like me, uh, talk about people who were like me. Uh, and it was really great, uh, especially at the time, you know, being completely new to it, kind of just figuring out what to do, the next step, and, and everything like that. Um, so that was super helpful. Eventually, it, it, the place became, uh, it, it was great. Like, it, I'm sure it's still great today. Um, I won't name them, but I eventually just kind of felt like I didn't fit in for my own reasons. Um, I had dealt with abuse from my father uh, and, and my own personal issues with that, but I still had a lot of support from friends and family for the most part, so I didn't really fit in at um, the support group with everybody who, who was dealing with so much stress. Uh, and abuse and, and neglect from their own parents and family and friends that I just, I couldn't relate to them as much because my mom had been so supportive uh, and so had a lot of my friends, thankfully. Um, not that, I, I'm not saying that I, like I w I'm privileged, you know, I was, I was privileged to um, start my, my journey the way that I did. Um, I still had my own things. I'm not saying I had it completely 
easy. I was I didn't get off scot free. I, I still dealt with my own issues and, and troubles that I don't think I'm comfortable talking about on the podcast yet. Um, uh, so I didn't have it completely easy, but I had it easier than most that I couldn't quite relate to the other people. So eventually I moved away from the support group. Uh, I talked to a few different, different therapists. I never really liked therapy personally. Um, I've been going through, or I've been going to therapy since my parents divorced when I was seven. So I was never really fond of it. Um, but you know, it, it helped. Um, it was able, uh, ther- that, that therapy um, helped with a lot of other stuff in my life too. Uh, so that was really nice, but, but it helped me get started. Um, it helped me figure out what I needed to do. Really just talking to people, talking to people who have been through what I am going through, talking to people who are familiar with the community and the process and everything, talking to medical professionals uh, was great for me. Um, eventually I got, you know, I got to talk to doctors, uh, and the, the doctor that I work with now who helps me with my HRT, um, which HRT is, is hormone replacement therapy. Um, so that has been great. Um, but it's, it has its own struggles, you know, just like anything. Um, I have to deal with, uh, people who, who don't like people like me. Uh, I live in the South, so that can be a lot of people. Uh, I kind of have to watch my back. I I have to be on edge a lot. Um, A lot of the times I have to be not as sincere and open about myself, um, which can be hard, um, especially in the public. I personally don't look like my pronouns uh, yet. I have uh, very strong male genes, and I have very thick, fast-growing facial hair, uh, so that really doesn't help at all. Um, I've tried a few different things, but, uh, what I'm looking at now is, uh, laser hair removal, but that can be a little bit pricey, um, and it makes me really nervous, so I'm trying to, to find the best way to get around it, but at the moment, I, um, my body is growing and changing, due to my HRT, um, but I still don't look like my pronouns, if that makes sense. So, um, actually being, being in quarantine has helped me a lot because I get to wear a mask in the public, uh, and people call me ma'am all the time, which is cool. That's been nice, um, especially at work, but it's, it's been hard. It's had its own, uh, ups and downs. Um, Like I said, I've had a lot of support from other people, which has definitely helped my self-esteem. There were a lot of times kind of in the middle uh, of beginning and where I am now where I did almost slip, uh, but I had a uh, very safe place to land uh, every time. Some very caring hands. Uh, Some, unfortunately, uh, I don't have in my life anymore, but I know that they're still doing well, uh, and I know that uh, they have helped me a lot and, and they know that, that I still care about them. Um, so there are a lot of people out there, a lot of great people I have found through my transition. There are a lot of really nice people, uh, who regardless of what you do or who you are, are always willing to help and be a friend. Uh, and if you are struggling with your own stuff and you don't have those people, I 
recommend that you get rid of the ones you are around and, and find some new ones because, you know, there's a lot of great people and just because you don't have any great people doesn't mean that there aren't. So you should really get rid of those bad people, find some new ones. Uh, a lot of frequently asked questions that I get. Uh, let's see, what are some good ones? Um, so that, I guess this is where it's gonna get kind of explicit. Uh, one of the, I think the biggest, the biggest question I get from uh, boys are, I say boys because definitely not mature enough to be a man, um, but the biggest question I get from boys is, does your penis work? The answer to that is yes. Um, my transition has nothing to do with the functionality uh, or size of my penis. Um, I will not be disclosing any of that on the podcast because that would be really inappropriate, but uh, to answer the question, yes, my penis is fine. Um, I know that there are some people who have different stories, but that is, personally, that is not the reason why I started my transition, and that is incredibly rude to assume that that's why any trans person starts their transition. So, um, if you ever have any questions for a trans person, uh, if, especially if they're male to female, please do not ask if their penis works. That is very rude. Um, just don't, that's, I, like, why would you ask that question? Why would you want to know? That's, that's awful. That's so bad. Um, another question is, uh, what, like, are you going to get plastic surgery? Um, personally, for me, I don't think I'll get, like, facial plastic surgery. Um, but for a lot of, like, other trans people might, and that's great, because about... You know, what being trans is about is is being in a body that you are comfortable with being in a, in a body that you like being in. If, if plastic surgery is a part of that, then go for it. That's your journey. That's what, if that's the step you want to take, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, now, plastic surgery for breasts, um, that can be a guess. It's hard to know. Usually breast growth doesn't really stop until like two or three years after you start. So it's hard to know, um, depending on where you are in your transition, it's hard to know whether you're going to want to get plastic surgery or not, if at all. Um, so I've, you know, I started my, I started getting breast growth a few months ago, um, but I'm not going to know if I'm going to want to get plastic surgery for another, like, two years, because I'm not going to know until it stops. Um, you know, I may not want to because I'm going to want to be proportionate. You know, I'm going to want my, my breasts to be proportionate with the rest of my body. Um, so I may get some or I may not. It, it really just depends on where I'm at further down the line uh, of my transition, of course. Another good question uh, was about my name. Uh, a lot of people wanted to know if I was going to be changing my name uh, whenever I started my or whenever I came out. Um, I haven't changed my name. I was born named Taylor Augustine, um, middle name redacted. Uh, I kind of experimented with, with a name change uh, towards the beginning, uh, but it didn't really stick, which, which makes sense. Like I, you know, like I get it, because um, I was also going through puberty at the time, so I was you know, starting to get my facial hair and everything. Um, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't 
the name didn't really stick except for with a handful of people, um, which are still some of my favorite people ever to this day. Um, I don't know if you got if they listen to my podcast. If you do, that that's fantastic. Um, but I I did for a short time change my name to not legally, um, but I requested people to call me Elizabeth or some kind of uh, shortened form like Lizzie or Eliza or Beth. Uh, a few people did that and it was great, um, and I love them for that. I think eventually I might um, I might change my name further down the road, but kind of with the plastic surgery, it's going to be, I'm going to have to see where I'm at towards the end of my transition, uh, because I might want to, um, but right now I'm going to be sticking with Taylor. Um, we're just going to have to see where things end up a few years down the line. Um, when I'm a little bit older, I might change my name. Uh, the reason I chose Elizabeth was because my, my mom really wanted a daughter. Uh, and she told me that, uh, I was going to be named Elizabeth. Um, but you know, when I came out having a penis, uh, they just decided, my parents decided to name me Taylor, uh, which is cool, you know, cause Taylor is a very gender neutral name, which is why I wasn't really worried about changing it too much. It's, it is very gender neutral. Um, so, but that's why I chose Elizabeth, because it was kind of like, you know, my mom wanted a daughter and didn't get one at first, but eventually did. So uh, I kind of went with that same naming convention, and, and I might go back to Elizabeth. Uh, I might change it later. Uh, again, I just, I have no idea. So the next part, or the next question is, is about um, the transition process itself. Um, leading up all the way to surgery. So I know it's, it's different for other people, um, so I'm gonna speak to my own transition process, but what I started with uh, and what I'm still doing is uh, I take pills. Um, I take spirolactone, uh, progesterone, estradiol, and then one new one that I can't remember the name of that I just got, but it's also apparently a cancer medication, um, which is great, <laughs> I'm taking cancer meds now. Um, but I started with pills, and I am now almost seven months uh, into taking these pills, which is great. Uh, and actually, if you notice, um, on my cover art, uh, I've been doing a little mini-series of, of talking about the specific things I had put on my cover art. Uh, pill bottle is one of them, uh, and that is to represent my transition because it's, you know, that's something that, that makes me happy. So. Um, that's what the pill bottle is for, but I take four different pills, uh, and I take them twice a day. I take two morning pills. No, I take, sorry, I take five different pills. I take two morning pills, uh, then I take two night pills, and then I take the fifth pill I take at both morning and night. So I'm taking a lot of pills, uh, but it's, uh, and I'm doing this for the rest of the my life, like every day for the rest of my life. Um, it's, it's just a small sacrifice for being happy. Uh, a lot of people will do shots. Uh, I talked to my doctor about, about doing shots, uh, but he just thinks that, uh, you know, like starting off pills is a good way to start. Um, he said, especially for me, uh, and he doesn't think that I'm, I'm going to have to do shots for a while. So I, I might just start, you know, I might just stick with pills. Uh, I don't think I'll start with shots anytime soon. Um, it really is just kind of like seeing how, how we're going, how my levels are doing, uh, and all that jazz. 
but uh, I know that there's a lot of legal issues with uh, transgender people and the, the transgender process. Um, I know that, um, hello, garbage truck driving by my window and <laughs> making a lot of noise. Um, I usually, I think it's pretty, I think it's like legally standard for, for transgender people to uh, be on their like uh, on HRT for I think at least a year before having uh, any surgery done. So I think I won't even be able to uh, get bottom surgery until this upcoming January 2021, um, which then, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be expensive. It's like $25,000. So hopefully <laughs> I'll be able to start a, uh, like a GoFundMe or something, uh, help get a little bit of that. Um, that would be great, but uh, I'm going to be taking these pills for the rest of my life, but also namely until uh, I can take or I can get my surgery done. Uh, I'm going to be doing bottom surgery first, um, just to get that out of the way. I think that's kind of the most important. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, male to female people don't really have a top surgery. Um, that's usually just like the plastic surgery part. If if people are, you know, wanting to get implants, and I might later, but again, bottom surgery is kind of the next step for me, um, which is a little nervous, nerve-wracking to say out loud, because <laughs> it's it's like that's the that's the goal, right? It's it's to to get that that bottom surgery, and then all you have to do is just work on yourself and and make yourself how you want, um, which I think is a little scary. Um, but it's whatever. It's it's whatever. It, it's you know it's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen eventually, uh, and I'm just gonna have to go with it. I'm really excited, but also really nervous. Whatever happens, happens, and, and I'm just gonna try and roll with the punches. Um, but I know it's it's a little different for for other people. Like for female to male people, it's you start on HRT, which I, the I I know more. Um, female to male people than I do male to female people. Um, so I've gotten more exposure to that, but uh, I see a lot more of the male to, or sorry, the, the female to male uh, doing shots. So that might just work better with them. Uh, it just, it all really depends on person to person, uh, how everybody's specific body works. Um, but I've, you know, I've seen kind of a trend of, of um, female to male doing more shots, which is cool. Um, I don't think I have a preference, but I've never really done shots by myself, and it's been a few years since I've actually had a shot, so I don't really, uh, I don't really have a preference personally, um, but female to male people will do their HRT, and then depending on what they want to do first, they can get top surgery done first and just get the all the breast removed, uh, and have that flash, the flat chest, which, which I think usually leaves some, some pretty bad scarring. Um, and then, you know, whenever they're available too, can, can get that bottom surgery done too. Um, which I have heard that more recently people have been, like doctors have been slicing out part of uh, the person's forearm uh, and using that as the act to actually like shape the penis, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I think that science has really advanced uh, through the years, and there are a lot of different ways that we can do the surgeries, uh, which is really cool. Um, and I think that's great.
another good question is uh, that I get asked is, can I get pregnant? Um, so far, no. Uh, there has, I think, been like one woman, one trans woman, who was able to this uh, she got a she had a uterus transplant so she um she had a uterus and she had some eggs but and the sperm attached but i think it died very soon after um the actual impregnation so i i know that we're still kind of behind on all of that but uh science is doing a lot better about that but as of right now no i can't get pregnant um, which I'm okay with if, if I want to have kids down the line. I mean, you know, I'm, I just turned 18, so I don't know, <laughs> you know, I have no idea if I'm going to want kids or not. But if I end up wanting kids down the line, I think I would adopt anyway. Um, it's a little, it's a little bit of a bummer that I can't actually get pregnant. Um, that is kind of sad that I, that I would be missing out on that, um. You know, I think it's just that I don't have the option is, is, is what bums me out a little bit. Like, you know, somebody tells you can't eat that donut, then it's like, okay, well, now I want to eat the donut. Um, so it bums me out a little bit, but, I, you know, there's a lot of kids um, who need to be adopted. So if I end up wanting kids, I, I probably will just adopt anyway. Um, besides, getting a uterus transplant probably is really, really expensive. Uh, so I, you know, once I'm done with bottom surgery, I think that's it. I'm not going to want to spend any more money. Um, we'll just have to see. If I, if, if I adopt, that would be great. But as of right now, no, I cannot get pregnant. Okay, so I can't really think of any other questions, um, that I usually get asked. I think that covered most of it. Um, but really, if, if anybody ever actually has questions, please feel free to contact me. I really don't mind... Uh, answering any questions, it's not a problem. I'm not going to judge anybody for it. Um, this is something that, you know, I'm publicly going through, so I really don't mind talking about it. That's why I made this whole episode. Um, I hope that this has helped you view uh, transgender people in a better light and help you understand a little bit more. Um, that's, you know, that's what I like to do. I like to, to help inform people. So, Again, if you have questions, feel free to email me or message me uh, over Twitter. That would be fantastic. Um, I wanted to keep this episode a little bit short, but again, I meant to to put it up during Pride Month, but I just got a little bit too busy. Um, that's how it is, but you know, I'm, I'm getting it up now um, a little bit late into July, but that's fine. Um, I mentioned... Uh, I think I mentioned in one of my update episodes that I did right before this uh, that I was going to be taking down my Patreon, uh, or, or rather I'm suspending it um, at the moment just because I, uh, I didn't want to have content in one space, like I didn't want to have content that was free and then content that you had to pay for. Um, I never wanted my show to be about that. My show has always been about kind of just like making people smile and, and talking to other people and sharing people's stories. So I wanted to make sure um, that nobody was feeling left out and nobody was feeling like they had to pay to listen to Don't Be Sad. Um, so if you did feel like that, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to be uploading um, everything through 
the mainstream now, so no no more worrying about Patreon. Uh, everything will just be on here, whether you listen on Spotify or Apple Music or Google Podcasts or Anchor or whatever. Uh, you can listen on whatever. Um, but everything's going to be here um, for now. I have some other stuff planned coming up soon uh, that I'll wait to share, but I've got two pretty great episodes uh, coming out. I've got one I did with Jacob Guidry and his fiance. Uh, I had Jacob on when I back when I was environmentally friendly, um, so uh, I had him him uh, him and his fiance Olivia on. Uh, so that was pretty great. We had some great talks with them. Uh, that was really fantastic. One of my favorite episodes I've done so far. Um, I'm also going to be uploading a episode that I did with um, four of my friends. Uh, that one was a huge mess, but it, I love them and it was great and it was so funny. Um, so those are going to be the next two episodes that I do, uh, and then I'm going to be back to kind of just the normal stuff. Well, I guess, you know, after this is going to be regular episodes and stuff, but this was just really important to me, and I really wanted to talk about it finally on my podcast, uh, and I, I hope that it helps kind of just view me and other people, uh, better. Uh, I hope it cleared up a lot of stuff. Um, what else, what else? I think that's about it. Um... Yeah, I want to say that's about it. I want to thank my good friend Draven for doing my cover art. As always, she always does an incredible job. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at DravenBear4977. Uh, and the music is always by Gregory Jefferson. You can find him on you can find him on Instagram at the Astronomy Man, all one word. Uh, thank you both for being great contributors to Don't Be Sad. Um, yeah, uh, this podcast is made by me, but it's run by you guys, so I really appreciate uh, all of the listening uh, that you guys do. It's fantastic. I'm so glad that uh, I get to do this. This is something that really makes me happy. Um, it's something that I have a lot of fun doing, uh, and it's something that I would like to do for a while. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, I will be back in a week or so uh, with another episode, uh, and remember, don't be sad.